Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34 on a Monday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hope everyone's having a relaxing Labor Day long weekend. Kimba on the Roots with you for the next two hours. Live from Studio Lumo SA. All thanks to our great friends at Hyundai and the wonderful people at Balfour's who have been baking people happy since 1853. Alrighty, the AFL trade period is officially open today. Let's even put a smile on the Roots. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch. As I say that, I look across the table. I couldn't see a more unhappy looking man. Rooch, you must be happy. Deal has to be done, Kim. Great oh. to hear Jason Horn Francis is nominate Port Adelaide, but the deal has to be done, Kim. You don't pop champagne corks. You are the not deal is going done. to be the prophet of doom here. Just saying, the deal has to be done. It's going to be interesting how they do do the deal because I dare say we're already getting some text messages with people already saying where the limit is. They don't want a Port Adelaide player put into the mix, but I doubt that they can do the deal without one. You don't think pick eight and a future first rounder will get it done? I understand where North are at. They're, they're realising they've got a player they can't keep, so they're going to have to play the game of poker, but if, if I was in North Melbourne shoes, and hello Steve, hello Steve out there. Yes, I'm g'day sure Steve, Steve. I've worn a black armband for you Steve. If I'm in North Melbourne shoes, I'm playing as hard as I can to get Ooh. as much as I can, understanding that it is a clock ticking and, and it's in their best interest probably to move Jason Horn and Francis on as quick as they can also. Absolutely. They've got to do the best deal for themselves. We fully understand that. Did they err by taking the lad? Given what they were offered, I think Adelaide, what was it, three first-round picks or something? Yeah, it was a mix of a whole heap of things. But yep. basically, it was you could pretty well say two first-round picks and a swap changing of first-round picks mm. after that. But, yeah, they probably now, if you had the benefit of hindsight, knowing what you were going to do, they should have said to Adelaide, wrap it up, here you are. They should have. Mm. But, but then you've got to back yourself in as well. And David Noble, you saw what? investment David Noble put into yep. it. He went actually to Jason Horns Francis' house and explained to him why they wanted to draft him and committed to him. So, And there's a fair bit changed in his defence and even with what's happening now with Alistair Clarkson. I commend his management and Ben Williams. Um, if, he, if it was always in his heart that he wanted to go back at some stage, why not rip the Band-Aid off now? Yep. Uh, whilst their club's in somewhat turmoil, I think it's fair to say that. Mm. You know, we don't know what the future of Alistair Clarkson no, we will don't. be. So, um, and you always say, Roach, you don't get any say where you go. You get told to go to a bottom club. Uh, it's not going to be easy the next five years at North Melbourne. 
No, you I hope they be. can turn it around quickly. We see the Adelaide Crows have been really diligent since they bottomed out and went bottom, but it's a, it's a long haul. And that's why every list manager and every recruiting manager has got a lot of heat on them at this time of the year. They've got to make some big calls and they've got to get them right. They don't have the benefit of hindsight like we do. But right now you'd be thinking, did North Melbourne do all its homework? Because if you look at the way the cards have played out, they should have taken Adelaide's deal and run as well, quick as possible. That's that what I was leading to before, Rooch. It's mm. easy to say it with the exactly. advantage of hindsight, but there were always a number of rumblings. Um, we're going to talk about that with Matt Rendell, what it will take to get the deal done. Matty joins us at 4 o'clock today. At 4.35, Mariana Ratchich, Adelaide Crows uh, AFLW defender. Another big occasion that... Didn't live up to it, Roach. We had the AFL Grand Final, the NRL Grand Final, and, uh, gee, it was a very one-sided affair, wasn't it? Yeah, well, one team's got a seven-year head start. And in AFLW, that seven years means a lot. It's not like when you get expansion in the AFL where you get teams made up of players who have been playing football either through senior grades in the Sandful or the Waffle mm. or have had good junior systems. This AFLW is only just starting. Now, for... For commentators like Steve Price to do a column like he did on the weekend, ripping the hell out of AFLW, saying you'd find more enjoyment watching schoolboys football, he's just not getting it. No, he doesn't have an understanding of it. I didn't read that. I'm glad I didn't. Shame on him, Steve. Silly article. But that's that's the reality, that if you were among those first teams brought in, and there's a, a group of other, Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, they've got a head start on everyone. They're going to be the three teams that, Everyone's going to have to work to their level. And it's going to take some time, Kim. But the competition is just like in the men's as well. It's based on equality. So it'll even out But it's out not actually eventually. on equality because that's one of the good pieces that Ebony Marinoff made it last week. If you want equality, you need a national draft, not a state draft. Hmm. That's the only way. The, num- the worst team must get the best talent in Australia. Uh, look, I don't necessarily subscribe to that because there's a lot of talent around the nation. Hasn't helped Sydney. If they're in their first year, Rooch. But they didn't have a talent base to work from in they're New in South their, Wales. They're in their first year. They're I'm more than sure if New South Wales was... You're in one of those moods today, aren't you? You're no, in a I'm grumpy just, mood. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, and it happened with the, the Sydney Swans as well. And have a look at the players that have come out of their academy now. But the Sydney market didn't have enough depth to satisfy a Sydney team. If they had a national draft, well, their they would have their number one draft different... pick came from Melbourne. Because yeah. she wanted to go to university she, well, she nominated, but if it, she wasn't in an open draft, was she? Reach. It's a public holiday. Right. I'm on a day off at the moment. I can tell. Are you going to be argumentative? Well, if you're not going to listen, I'm not, I, I don't know what to say. I am listening, but I'm just saying I don't agree with it totally. I think it can change very quickly. Well, you need a national draft for that. Oh, now you're so invested in the women's competition. You didn't know it existed before. There's a question for you. Text coming through. Please don't ask the Rooch. For a likely percentage of Port Landing, Jason Horn Francis, we don't want to relive the Dunkley, Dunkley fiasco. That's from Dave. Mm. Um, do you want to, um, apart from the moo cow noise, do you want to give a percentage? I, I would think there are high chance, very high chance. Right, I'll, I'll the give the one question Dave. is not that they're going to do the deal; it's what is going to be involved in the deal. So at this point, we know it's pick eight. We know it's the future second, a future first for next year. Mm-hmm. What else is going to be needed to get North Melbourne to actually sign the paperwork? Uh, I would think if they're playing hardball, they desperately need players. So Miles Bergman's name gets thrown up. I think it would be a tragedy. But if the lad wants to go, and like you pointed out just before we went on air, his brother plays there, maybe he's a chance. But when Port's in the window, yeah, why would you want to go? And Chris Davies has made it clear. We'll hear from Chris Davies shortly. Well, he's on so, a one-year contract at Port. It's up to North now to actually make the deal so enticing for him. 
That's where he can get massive overs. That's right. Might get a Jared Polake deal. Yep. Hey, five o'clock, we're going to chat to John Casey, Roach, because it would be wrong if we didn't wrap up what happened at the FIBA World Championships in Sydney, where the Aussie girls, the Opals, were so brave, and the USA, guess what they did? Well, they won as they always do. <laughs> what is it that. now? What is it now? Oh, what is it, 30 games in a row and title after title after title? That's just yeah, them. It's their, it's their back, you know, it's, the, it's their whole story. Seven and a half minutes, I got the first smile out of you then. Um, we'll have a chat to Case about it. The Aussies were good though, weren't they? They went down to China by two, two. goals, so yeah. they could have got right in the, the gold line. medal yep. player. And they were way too good for Canada. All righty, let's jump into it. We're live and interactive. Stack of text coming through. Uh, I better pre-read this one. Just as well I did, Roach. Steve Price is the biggest buffhead. You can work it out. Be creative in Australian media. There's someone that that's from Nick. He doesn't like him. Uh, come on, the Melbourne media is barracking for Port to pay big time. One idiot suggested trading Butters and Rosie might get it done. <laughs> yes, there well, will be get, some silliness. It would get it done, but it wouldn't be what Port Adelaide will put on the table. That will never happen. Mm. Two number ones. First yeah, I, round and a, a future first round. I just don't see North eagerly accepting that. As they point well, out, they had What are they going the, to get then if they just have him just well, sitting there and they, they don't, don't roll over him. first day? No. They're going to have to stretch this out and see just how committed Port Adelaide are to doing the deal. That's, that's their right. At this point, they have possession. They're on a contract. They've got Jason Horn francis on I, a contract. I know He's not how it run. works. I know how it works. It's not going to run. I know that, Roach. I'm just offering suggestions. Right. You are grumpy today. 36 has just had a win in America. Huge for the club. See if you can get Andrew Gaze on. He was over there. Well, we could try and get Gaze. You've got an update on that, Roach. Uh, First time ever a local Australian top league team has gone to the US, beaten the Phoenix Suns 134 to 122, which is quite a result considering where Phoenix are in terms of the big time. And by all reports, uh, they, they didn't rest all their superstars. They were out there. Yeah, yeah, they played them. So there you are. So they, they, They've made a mark, the 36ers. Let's hope it continues all the way when they come home. Well, you know what that does now? Expectation, Roach. Not a bad thing. Yeah, well, they're due, aren't they, Not to use those thing. famous words. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Lindsay. Boys, the bottom line is that Jason wants out and North will want to get what they can before his contract is up. Mm. No player would want to go to North, so a player won't be a part of it. Let the cobblers cobble, a deal will get done. Lindsay, I like it. Well, let's have a listen to someone's at the coalface. That's Chris Davies. Uh, this is when the general manager of football for Port, this is when he realised the deal with Jason Horn Francis could be done. I look, over the last week or so, um, you know, we've had some contact with with Jason's, um, you know, manager and, and also his family. So, I mean, look, things really progressed over the last, let's say, 72 hours or so. But we probably, you know, over the last week had, had contemplated whether this was going to be a deal that, that uh, you know, both Jason was willing to do and also North Melbourne. So, um, you know, it's been, been 72 hours, the, the period of time that things have certainly progressed. But, yeah, we, we thought over the last week that there was a chance and, and we're pleased that we ended up in the position that we have today. So only over the last week. Well, if you wind back the clock, if Josh Dunkley had said yes, what mm. would have happened? Well, probably not. When Jack Graham is invited to Alberton, he's also told that Jason Hall Francis is about to happen. So he then decides yep. over the weekend, well, I'm not going into that frame. Uh, yeah, Talk about so, sliding doors, Roach. So if... 
done it. There's clearly a plan A, plan B, yeah. plan C, and it's got all the way to plan Jason Horn Francis. Which and are we allowed to say his name now? We don't have to say the born identity no, anymore. Well, we Steve, can... Steve's probably has to deal with it now. I'm going to see. I can't see any messages from Steve. No, I think he'll be in the fetal position. <laughs> okay. Nick says, "Is Dylan still trying to stitch up Port with Crouch? Oh, he'd be very good for you, Nick. I Not stand now. by that. I don't think don't think that deal is going to ever happen. No, I don't think it will." We don't know what deal will happen. He's a bit like Tom Mitchell. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, this is Chrissy Davies on where the Jason Horn Francis deal stands. Yes, I mean Jason Cripps and Brady Rawlings from from North Melbourne are uh, obviously you know, looking to work through a deal that that's good for both parties at the moment. Um, you know, not much has happened today from a um, from a trade perspective around the the competition. We've been sat in our office here waiting for. Uh, for a bit of action to happen, it looks like it's pretty pretty quiet at the moment. But uh, I'm sure that both of those guys will work on a deal over the next period of time. We'll ask Matt Rendell what they do. He said they're just sitting around in the office twiddling their thumbs. There's two weeks of sitting at Marvel Stadium. There'd be a lot of downtime, wouldn't there? Well, the other thing that happens is the clubs also make it known to their rivals. You, you might want to make a phone call to so-and-so because... Mm. We're looking to trade him on. Now, Pete Ryan's reporting from the age that Riley Bonner, who does have a contract at Port Adelaide, is now part of the trade talks. That if uh, someone wants to make a bid, Port are prepared to listen. Now, that puts Riley Bonner in an interesting spot as well because he has to agree, otherwise he stays at Port Adelaide. It would have to be a lot more money, wouldn't it? And Just why security would you? He well. doesn't have the... Yeah. 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 Long-term contract. Well, long-term, yeah. yeah, exactly. Here's the million-dollar question, Roach. I'm not sure we get a straight answer here. Chris Davies was asked today on AFL Trade Radio what he thinks is adequate compensation. I'm getting tired of saying his name already for JHF. Oh, look, I mean, that, that, as I say, that's something that, um, that Cripper here and, and Brady will work through. You know, I certainly don't want to um, leave this conversation already not acknowledging that, um, that Jason is a, is a really good player and and ultimately, the, the club will be willing to, to work with North Melbourne to find a, the, the right trade and, and the right um, outcome for both. And that's going to be interesting what that right outcome becomes because, as North has made very clear from the very beginning of this, they had more on the table from Adelaide a year ago. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, Richmond, was it? Was it Richmond? Uh, there was another club that made yeah, a Yeah, there were two. It was Richmond, I think. So please correct us if we're wrong. I think it was Richmond. So two first rounds is a starting base. I'm still going to be intrigued as to what becomes the, you know, the third part of this deal that closes it. All right. Well, let's hear from uh, what have we got to? Oh, here we go. We're trying to give you a bit of everything here mm. to keep you up to speed with things. Uh, Chris Davies was asked, could a port player be a part of the deal? Oh, look, yeah. I, mean, I guess that's that's one thing that um, that uh, North Melbourne and, and our guys will will contemplate. Um, you know, I think right now we'd be we'd be suggesting that you know we want to add Jason to our existing group of players. Mm. So it's not something that we've um, contemplated. We, you know, we we don't want to bring Jason in and and let you know other players who we think are going to be helpful for us at, at AFL level go. Um, but you know, I'm sure that you know with North Melbourne um, will will have a think about that and. And if the time comes, then you know, we'll have to consider it as well. But right now, you know, our preference would be to, to deal from a, a draft selection capital perspective and, and go from there. But you never say never through this period, do you? You've got to keep your eyes open mm. to, to all of the possibilities. And, and as I say, that's one thing that uh, I think you know, our guys do really well. And nor should you say never because it was only a few years ago there was a young Ryan Burton in Las Vegas. Yes. 
he was happily based in Melbourne, happily sitting at the Hawthorne Footy Club. He had put down a deposit or even bought a place. He was, he was happily settled. And came then comes the phone call from Alistair Clarkson. You're part of a deal. Mm. Can be brutal at times. Hey, before we go to a break, Rooch, here's one for you. And Bumfluff Benny said this to me today when I came into work uh, earlier. Rooch, you've been suggesting Port, Port Adelaide weren't all that keen on Joseph Horn Francis for a while, and the primary interest was from Adelaide. We all know you're an employee, so what has changed? Well, we did feel it was leaning that way, and that was mainly based on the big crack that Adelaide had yep. before. Plus, so, yeah. some, plus some historical data about where Jason Horn France has fitted with a few things, but clearly after all the events of the past two weeks, be it Dunkley, be it whatever else, Port Adelaide And Adelaide the didn't mix. have the room now. No, clearly not. They don't have the assets mm. to be able to do it now. Whether Port then thinks if they were trying to get into an auction at the end of next year, forget it, whether the word has changed so much about Jason Hall and Francis being homesick that this was the time to strike, well, they've struck. Just That's on it. that one, another text coming through here. Clearly his reason of homesickness is garbage when he only talks to one club. No, he did talk to Adelaide. They confirmed that today. They had a chat and their response was that they respect the heritage he has with the Port Adelaide Football mm. Club. Um, but, yeah, now I've been saying for a while, Adelaide will struggle even to get young Michael Lanny in, yep. in regards to points. So there was no room no. to get a Jason Horn Francis after putting uh, it so much in Isaac mm. Rankin. Uh, we thought it may happen the following year. But, uh, look, it's great news for Port Adelaide. And can I say, Root, as a South Australian, it is great to see the best of our talent coming back to South Australia. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it I is mean, a positive story. Last week, talking to Matthew Rendell about how hard it is to get local talent home. Mm. Suddenly there's two of the best. Yep, it is great. Great Trying news. to think the last time we struck that sort of gold. Well, we couldn't get period. a Kernahan back. We couldn't get a Pavlich back. There's no. been plenty well, that we could classics, aren't there? Yeah. We've got a lot to get through, Roach. You're up and about now. You're smiling a lot more. You're a bit grumpy early. I think you're the grumpy one. Why am I allowed to be? <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 3.56. We're here thanks to Balfour's. A Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. And Hyundai, the Tucson Turbo Diesel, it is in stock now. I thought it may be a little quiet today being a public holiday, no. Roach, but uh, no. the correspondence is coming through thick and fast. Uh, this one says, please don't say my name, and we won't, but we know who you are. Uh, he sent this through on the 31st of August, uh, and it said, without reading my name, I can tell you Jason Horn Francis will be in South Australia very, very, very quickly. Get it done, Port. So that was only a month or so ago. We thought he was going to sit out that last year of his contract, try and play some decent footy, get a bit of currency. Um, yeah, but the, the landscape changes quickly in this game, doesn't oh, it? Oh, does it? What, Roach? Ask just, as we said before, just ask Ryan Burton how quickly things can change. What about this one? I can't believe the sooking from Victorian clubs about homesick, but it's fine the other way. That's from Darren. Yes, it's always convenient when you want to win an argument. Can't wait until Tassie gets going. After one season living down there, they will be busting to come home. Send North there now. Oh, Nick. I don't have it. Or Steve, Steve might Steve's still trying to cope with Jason on France. We don't need the North Melbourne Tasmania debate again. Uh, no, I've, I haven't. I don't know if Steve's message yet. There's that many texts. He might be having a day of mourning. 
Um, afternoon, guys. Uh, should Crows have a go at Paddy Dow? That's James from Woodcroft. His name comes up a bit. I don't think the Crows are going to do very much at all. I think I said this, was it a week ago, Rich? Close uh, the Rankin deal, which is going along nicely yep. from what we hear, and then move on to the draft. All right. Let's see if this, this news has put a smile on one of our regulars, Ange from Croydon. Hello, Ange. Good afternoon, boys. I uh, hope you're both well. We are. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I can't say it was a shock, but it's good to hear that he's, uh, he's requested Port Adelaide. So I was in a taxi about uh, late July, early August, and the, I don't know where you guys get your mail from, but I got mine from a taxi driver, <laughs> and he said to me, he said, he said that, um, guarantee you, Jason Horn Francis will be at Port Adelaide next year. Now, he was adamant. Absolutely. Mm. But I, I just took it, you know, well, I didn't really believe him. Not that I didn't believe him, I just thought that it would be hard to do, but he was adamant. So now, and he had a really, he reckons he had a really reliable source. So that was interesting. But what I want to talk about is that you know, the North Melbourne supporters, I understand how they feel because when Sean Burgoyne left mm. Port Adelaide, mm. I was just devastated, absolutely devastated. And we're talking about a premiership player who had played 100, about, what did he play at Port Adelaide? 160 games, I reckon. Um, no, I think it was only know, 110 in the end. And a South Aussie, yeah. though. Yeah, so 110, whatever, over well over 100. You know, we're talking about premiership superstar, yeah. right? Um, you know, to think the way he played in that prelim final as well, he, he pretty much saved us, to, you know. Um, so, you know, people are upset and devastated about uh, Jason Horn Francis. He only had a year at... Um, at North Melbourne, mm. and let's face it, he looks like a, a he looks like an absolute champion. He's going to be a really great player, but we don't know. Whereas Sean Burgoyne, he was established. Mm. We knew what he was like. We knew what we were losing at Port Adelaide. You know, I think um, anyone so, that gets a high draft pick would like to get a, a more than one year out of them, stating the obvious. And you look with Adelaide; at least they got eight years out of Paddy Dangerfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, one's a hard, is a bit of pill to swallow, but and, and the club may argue. have themselves to blame, Rich. Like you said, they've oh. been in turmoil. But even the argument now that there ought to be contracts for first round draftees taken to four years, that doesn't change Isaac Rankin. He's done his four oh, years. He's done four. So, so all I don't subscribe suggesting... to four or three, I think, is fair enough. Yeah, I think the Players Association's debating four, aren't they? Really? I think three is reasonable. But four, what's going to change? Four is like a restraint of trade. <laughs> what's going to change? In the end, Isaac Rankin's done his four years mm. at Gold Coast and still slips out. So, hey, Good on you, Ange. Appreciate <laughs> that call. You, you might like this Thanks, one. Boys. Stay there. Get a response from you. Here's a text came through. Someone being a bit clever. Don't let Horn Francis distract you from the following facts. Port have lost AFLW showdowns by an average of 10 goals. Port have never kicked a goal in the AFLW showdown. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, dearie, dearie. A little bit very of humour. Good. good on you, Ange. Have a good day. <laughs> very good. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, a little bit of humour there, Rooch. Oh, here's Mario. Hold your hat. Uh, a brown paper bag filled with Roochie's cash should seal the deal. Well, that's the way North Melbourne used to do it. That's right. Yes, like Jordan's brown paper bags. Yes, on many a place. Doug Wade, Malcolm Blight. Few, few got the brown paper oh, bags. I'll tell you what, wouldn't it be good, Roach? I know you live in that world, but <laughs> all righty, oh, four o'clock. He's up and about the Roach now. He was in a slumber before. Uh, Matty Rendell coming up next. If you've got Ooh. any questions, send the text through. I'm still full of the holy grail. 
Three minutes past four on a Monday afternoon. If you're having a long weekend, I hope it's been enjoyable. If you're driving back from a little holiday, take it easy on the roads. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Time for a trade radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. It's been a damn busy day, and a man that's in the middle of it all is Matty Rendell. Hello, Matthew. Uh, Kimbo Richards, how's it going, fellas? Yeah, were you blindsided with the announcement yesterday with Jason Horn Francis? Mm. Yeah, I was a bit. Mm. Um, look, um, really interesting, wasn't it, that um, Jack Graham uh, decided to start Richmond and then yeah. the next day, uh, I think yeah. that was Saturday, next yeah. day, uh, Horn Francis. So they interviewed, obviously, both of them um, last week. And I, I would have thought, 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 well, it's going to be Jack Graham. And maybe, you know, we interview Horn Francis, but it'll be next year. And no, but they, said, oh, I'll Jack Graham saying he was told now. he was told that Horn Francis was on the cards. Yeah, but that was last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Last yeah what are we talking well, about this week? That's, that's yeah. what Matthew's well, making the point. Jack about. Graham must have been sitting there going, well, how are they going to yeah, get me exactly. done? <laughs> Horn Francis. So yeah. I better go back to Richmond. What yeah. would have happened then if they'd got just Josh Dunkley the week before that or two weeks before? Well, then it wouldn't have happened. Well, yeah, well, the deal wouldn't have got – you wouldn't have pulled out of that, wouldn't you? If uh, if that's the case, but it doesn't sound like the uh, Dunkley thing was realistic. Roots, you probably know more there. Oh no, it was it genuinely was realistic. Yeah. They, it was okay. That's so how it was out. Matthew, I can tell you, I, I came back from Melbourne one Thursday, and I told Kim they are so mm. confident at Port Adelaide that. Oh really? His, his name's okay. on the whiteboard already. Off off air. Okay. Off yeah. air, he went one hundred percent. I said, I think you should leave yourself some wiggle room. So he came on air and said ninety five percent, and now he's known as Mister ninety five percent. No, they were they were very well, very confident, Matt. So yeah, you're right. Well, so well, you can see how the cards are played here. Dunkley mm. doesn't happen. Yeah, Jack Graham. I'm really surprised. They invite yeah, into I'm town, really and then they tell him as well. Look, we're talking to Jason Hall yeah. Francis. I'm really surprised how long it, how long it took him to speak to Horn Francis after all the kerfuffle during the year. I'm, I'm, that really surprised me. I thought they would have spoken to him ages ago. So, you know, when the season finished, oh, we all like a month was, ago. Yeah, we thought that it all died down what with Alistair Clarkson arriving and maybe yeah, now I it's know, exactly. head again. You still would have asked the question a month ago as soon as they finished playing, wouldn't you? Well, do, do this for us. What, what's mm. it take to get the deal done? Well, um, obviously the pick eight goes out. Yeah. Um, Look, I think it's also their next year's first round. Yep. Um, now, it's a, it's interesting. Well, put it this way, sorry. The first thing I should say, if I'm north, is after Horn Francis told us that he wants to go back to Adelaide, I would have taken 10 seconds to ring Todd Marshall's manager and Ooh. find out where he sits. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm tipping he's probably on 400 maybe routes. Uh, Maybe four hundred. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know how long's he got to go on his contract. Two years to go, I think. And he wouldn't have signed oh, on huge said, dollars. I said, I'll give you six years at seven hundred. There you go. That's what Ooh. I would have gone to his mate. That's what I would have done if I because he's actually a player North desperately need. Mm. Um, Gee, that's look, a that's a deal of a lifetime considering uh, what he's gone through. Exactly. To be exactly. considered a six-year yeah, player know, worth seven hundred. You, you very, have to understand his family background as well. That would be. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what happened. It's very yeah. sad, extremely sad. But and he's a he's a Murray Bush Ranger. He's not a Melbourne person. Mm, yeah. Um, and I don't know about other siblings or other family um, there. So I'm just I'm just surmising and saying that's if I was North. 
that's what I would have done to see whether he is gettable in a trade. Uh, makes a lot of sense for North because they're desperate for a key forward. Um, he's not really going home. He's not going to Melbourne. Is not home for him. Obviously, the country is so. Um, other than that, so the second round next year is really interesting because uh, I expect Port to go back into the top four next year. So uh, that pick will be between fourteen and eighteen, which is probably a bit too low yep. for for the first round. So I would be thinking that I would do a deal where uh, okay. We'll take your first round next year, but anything outside of 10, you've got to throw in a second round for us as well. Well, what about the fact, and, Matty, that the Kangaroos need players? Well, they're getting, they're getting Tucker and Logue from, uh, from Fremantle, so they're getting two players. Well, what about Bergman? But, His brother plays there. Um, they don't need Bergman. They've got 8 million midfielders and, and some wingers. <laughs> They don't. They like, don't need Bergen. They're desperate for. They're desperate for a marshal. Sorry, I, for, I forgot. I forgot. Sonia Hood said they had a very good list. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not denigrating Bergen. I really yeah. like him as a player, but they just don't need him. Well, that's good. They're for loaded up. Hey, can we really do something really great here? Can we get Ben Mackay into this as well and solve Port's defensive issues? Let's do a super deal here. <laughs> Let's really load well, everything up on this one. Then, hey, Matthew. just on that, though, well, talking to tall defenders for Port, you might be able to both help here, but Asava Radagalia... Out it, of the running, according to Joel. That Geelong. was really lateral thinking. That yeah. was a great... Well, he great, met with uh, Radagalia yeah. for who? For Port. They had a chat to him. No, well, 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 if I was Collingwood, I'd be going uh, Oliver Henry for Radagalia. I'd be oh. doing a straight swap. Okay. Well, it's They're a... desperate for another key forward, yeah. back up ruck, yeah. and he's ready to go. He just can't get in that team, obviously. They don't want he's to let him go, got though. too much firepower. They don't so want so Andrew they don't Mackey want at Geelong's well. today made it very clear that Radical is to stay at Geelong. Well, that's their position today. And, and just I quickly, Matty, a, I know you've been I doing got it, a year to go, yeah. but just for yeah. the audience, it was about an hour ago that uh, Ollie Henry has requested a trade to Geelong, yeah. which we, we thought may happen. And, uh, geez, a talent. They're just getting He's a real talent. He's got, got some Stevie J uh, stuff about him, I reckon. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a great get by them. Uh, that's what I'll, I'll be pushing the Radigalea line if I'm Collingwood because they desperately need someone like Radigalea in their forward line. Here's a couple of questions coming through for you, Matty. You're a very mm. popular man. Hi, Matt. How about some pace coming into the Crows in the form of Paddy Dow? That's from Nick. Yeah, don't mind that Paddy Dow if he's looking for a home. That's, uh, well... If Chase Jones plays on the wing, he's got pace. Uh, Rankin, real pace. He's going to play, hopefully, half forward, uh, half on the forward line, half in, on ball. So they've got a couple there around the ball. Uh, Miller, uh, probably got, he's got more pace than most. And I think Schoenberg uh, can break lines and run straight. Um, I don't know enough about Cook and Pedler. I don't think they have the pace. But I do like Dow. Uh, they think he doesn't kick it well enough, but... Um, I would uh, I would go after him. He could easily slot in on the wing or, in, or through the midfield. You know yourself how fluid you have to be when you're in this list management caper. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that's come through. It says, um, good afternoon, gentlemen. Last week you all mentioned that the Crows were planning to bring Jason Horn francis in for 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would be the next big-bodied mid or contingency plan that they will be targeting? And when in lieu... Uh, in lieu of missing out on Jason Horn francis That's David from Windsor Gardens. Now, we were talking about the fact that, Roach, well, you came across the news that they were going to pay front-end his contract. 
uh, Isaac Rankin, 1.5 yep. million, yep. so they yep. can have a crack at Horn France. Yeah. So, what's Adelaide's plan B? Hmm. Well, I, I don't know what their plan B is. Um, I, I've actually done a list there, but I haven't got it in front of me of um, who are the young, big body mids um, <sighs> that. Um, well, Richmond's you know, great. Richmond's grabbed. Yeah, two. well, I, I'm talking. I'm talking even younger. I'm talking like 22 and under. Um, so <clears throat> the bloke, I think I mentioned to him earlier in the year, but he's he's a he's a Melbourne boy, and so highly unlikely. But he's a GWS Connor Stone. I really like. You'll see a lot of him this year. Yep. Uh, the other one, they've got two actually. So that's why they're happy to let Torino and Hopper go. They've got Finn Callahan and Connor Stone. I reckon they're both going to be stars. They'll slot straight into their midfield, so they're not p- particularly perturbed about losing them. Um, but yeah, you know, there's not a lot about. That's why they get paid the highest amount of money. You know, you're dangerous with five, dusty, um, bond, the likes. That's why they get the most money at the footy club. Uh, Pendles as well. You know, Pendles is a 190, yeah. uh, different type of player, but um, that's why they get paid the most. Because they, they can go forward, they kick goals, and they set up stuff. I was standing alongside Paddy Cripps at a function grand final week. Paddy Cripps, another one. Oh, huge, huge, bigger than you. <laughs> um, He's 195. Hey, I'm going to give you one left field. I was just noticing with all the best and fairest that were happening around the nation that uh, mm. Will Gould, Adelaide copped a bit of heat for not taking him. He's been up there three or four years with Sydney. I said, what are you laughing at, Ruth? Well, his name gets mentioned every year. He won the, he won the VFL yeah, best and yeah, fairest, yeah. but he's just not tall yeah, enough yeah. for a key position, is he, and quick enough to... No, he's a, he's a third tall defender, um, and they've got the McCartans playing there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's just tough for him to get in. And McCartans look like they're going to play there for another seven or eight years. He should look to come back. <laughs> I know, uh, but, but Adelaide have got a welter of third exactly. tall. Exactly. And, and so and do Paul. Worrell and, and Dawson. And so do Paul. So uh, maybe he's better off going to a, another club other than the Adelaide clubs because they, they just they really sort of don't need him unless uh, maybe maybe a he Port Adelaide and he takes Jonas's spot there in a couple of years' time mm. because uh, what's he thirty one, yeah. rising thirty two. Maybe he's got a year, maybe two tops. Yeah, poor so has the wheel turned, Matthew? Now that we talked about last week about how tough it was to get South Australians back into Adelaide. Yeah. Now we've got Isaac Rankin, yep. Jason Horn Francis. Like Kim said when we started the show, that is two elite members of South Australian junior yep. football. It's great. Who are now going to play all going well with the trades. For Adelaide yep. and Port Adelaide next year. Oh, it's great. And, and it'll encourage others as well uh, that might want to come back. So what the, what they see in the Crows is they look really happy, the Crows, the players. Yeah. Yeah. Players, yep. players want to go to clubs where they think, God, they've got a good culture. They're looking at how happy these blokes are. So Collingwood are fielding offices left, right and centre. They can't fit them all in, all the players who want to go to Collingwood. Okay. Um, there's... there's so every team that looks like they're really, really enjoying their footy, players want to go to. So the Crows uh, on Port didn't look like they were enjoying it too much at the start of the year, but they come to play every most weeks, mm. Port, and they look like they're a happy team. So are, and so are the Crows. So uh, Crows could become a destination club if they continue on the spiral upwards that I see them, you know, you know having next year. I, I think they can make the eight and. Um, uh, I know I said that this year, but it was a yeah. bit of a bit of fun this year. But no, um, it wasn't. You were I serious. Think, 
I think they're genuine can make the eight next year with Rankin yeah. in there and uh, Sloan back. So that you get Sloan and Rankin into that team. That's a very, very good lineup, especially with the improvement of Fogarty. I mean, he could be one of the out and out stars next year, Fogarty, in that team. Six in the um, best and fairest. Hey, Matty, we've got to go to yeah. a break or we get in the fertiliser. Yeah. Uh, it's a great text. We'll take it as a statement, though, from Lockie just sent through. Next year, in terms of players coming back to South Australia, it has to be Dylan Stevens, Will Day, or Sammy Draper. I think either club would be happy to have all three. Hey, good on you, Matty. I oh, know yeah, it's absolutely. busy. You're earning your money this time of the year. We really appreciate the chat. Okay, thanks very much, fellas. Speak to you tomorrow. Matty Rendell. Got to go to a break, Roots. A lot of really good texts coming through. We'll get to those shortly. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 21. We're here thanks to our good friends at Hyundai. The Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. Mariana Ratchic coming up at uh, 4.30. John Casey at 5 o'clock. Looking forward to those chats. And a stack of texts coming through. Uh, Rich, I just want to read this one before we go to breaking news from Richmond. This one says, Boys, let Matt speak! Exclamation mark. Stop talking over the top of him! Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Now, honestly, we get that. But with Matt... Be like John Casey, once they start, if we don't jump in, we can't read out the text that people have made the effort to uh, to send through. And all the questions that we have, which usually we would take half an hour with Matt during usual time, but we've only got 10 minutes while Trade Radio's on, so yeah. we're trying to cram it all in. No, but we, we do get it, that. but uh, Matty can bump the gums, as we all can, <laughs> yes. and we have to jump in sometimes. Yes. Roach, Richmond. Well, GWS has been busy. They've moved on Bobby Hill to Collingwood, and now they've moved on Tim Taranto to... No, no, Richmond. Bobby Hill came from GWS. I'm saying GWS are moving on players. Oh, sorry. Right. Okay. Right. Now they've moved on Tim Taranto to Richmond for picks 12 and 19. So that means that GWS are stockpiling great draft picks because they've now got three 12 and 19 this year. They've got a future second out of Collingwood for Bobby Hill. Thing is, who are they going to get for all these picks mm. and are they going to be able to hold them? Because this has been the story of GWS since they began. They get great talent and then they watch it. Once it's nurtured, move on elsewhere. They watch them play grand final day for another <laughs> team. G'day, Jeremy. Oh, dear. Uh, Hopper will take a little bit longer, Ruth. Yes, he Because he has one year of his contract uh, remaining. Yes. All right, a few other texts coming through. Matt Rendell. You are dreaming if you think Todd Marshall is going to be used in the Jason Horn francis deal. Funniest thing I've ever heard. No, to, Today's extremely happy at Port Adelaide Football Club and living in Adelaide. No, I, th- I think whoever sent that text is mishearing what Matthew yep. read. We've asked, well, what does North Melbourne do? And he's quite right. North Melbourne go into those talks saying, you're taking Jason Horn francis mm. a player we invested in the saw as a generational player to be here for 10 years, 200 games. We're if we've got a hole, three first exactly. Rounders. If we've got a hole now in our plans, we're looking at your list. Let's do it. And mm. you know, we can throw all sorts of names here, but the way in which Matt Rendell explained it, this is what North Melbourne needs. This is what Port Adelaide has. North Melbourne's got every right to go into those talks and say, we want to have a chat with Todd Marshall. Yeah, I, I see where Matt's coming from. I thought it was actually a touch of brilliance. I understand what this person is saying. I couldn't imagine Todd Marshall would no, ever leave. The but I can understand clubs. North Melbourne asking the question. It, it's savvy. But I'm a bit confused. Eight million midfielders they've got. <laughs> Eight million? Well, didn't you listen to Simon? Eight million. <laughs> 
Uh, here's another one That's we're talking about. Rotation. Crow's Plan B. I can remember we were doing the draft. Was it two years ago or three years? I get confused, Rooch. And uh, I was a big fan for Elijah Hollands. Yeah. Um, someone saying that he should be Crow's Plan B. He's had a few injuries. Hasn't okay. kicked on as quick. Uh, we need to go to another break. Oh, see, all these texts, these are the ones we can't get to, Matt. At times. Hi, Matt. Apart from Rankin, Crows are barely doing anything in the trade. Should the Crows be trading their list manager? Oh, well, <laughs> he would have liked that one. Um, I did say two weeks ago, Roach, that this will be it. They're investing in the players they've got. You can't yep. bring young players in after two or three years, move them out. You've got to give them a chance to blossom. And they need to keep going to the draft as well. And they're the younger side at the moment. Yep. So, But Dawson last year, Chick. Yep. Isaac Rankin, hopefully will be a tick. Big tick. Phil Thorpe into his third year, Fogarty developing. Jordan Butts has already proved himself. Um, so I'll be intrigued what the plan B for next year is now. So will I. Because they're going to have a heap of cash. Something will appear, Roach. Yeah. All right, we need to go to a break. It's 4.25. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Timing's everything, Kim. Are you right there? Have you plugged yourself in? No, well, my uh, headphones. Why did you do that? My, I don't know. Did you just twist and it came out with you? Yeah, it all got knotted up and I went to um, put my headset back on and <laughs> pulled the plug out, Rooch. That oh, was your moment to shine. Uh, no, yeah. I wouldn't take it from you. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. Believe me. Uh, uh, let's hear from uh, Brady Rawlings, the general manager <laughs> of football. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just me. I know they live in a tough world, these people, but uh, this would have been a tough conversation. Ben Williams just ringing up, knowing what they invested. Yes. You've gone from being kicked pillar and post. You appoint Alistair Clarkson as your new coach. You think everything's going to be terrific. Then you get a Hawthorne investigation turning everything upside down, and now you're losing your number one draft pick. Yes, well, this is oh, Brady Rawlings on how the Horn Francis request came about. You know, probably got to end of last week and um, no trade requests had come through for any of our players. So given it got to that stage, we, we felt like, um, you know, I'd retained all our players who were keen to retain. But, um, yeah, late in the week, it, um, you know, the discussion came through and the request came through and, um, you know, first day of trade period today, so we've got, got 10 days to work through it um, with both Adelaide clubs and, and, and see how we go. No, just one Adelaide club. That is brutal. They would have done that by a reason, I think. We've tried to get Ben Williams on, Jason's uh, manager. Yeah, but it'd be good to get a timeline here, Kim, because if Port was so deeply into Josh Dunkley and didn't get an answer until that weekend of the preliminary finals... Because we can't imagine they would have done Dunkley and Horn Francis in no, one No, well, Chris Davies said we that and he spoke last week. So you think Port Adelaide is sitting there by that weekend of the grand final saying, okay. what are our options? Jack Graham's playing B. Jack Graham's an option. They bring, But when they brought Jack Graham, they told him, we're going to talk to Jason Horn Francis. Yeah, but that was last week. Yes. Yeah, and it was a week ago, Chris Davies said. Week, that, yeah, so yeah. they planned this all through last week. So Jack Graham happened... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, you've got to keep all your options open, Absolutely. Though, don't you? You don't know how it's going to unfold. All oh, very interesting things that always just sliding door moments, eh? Yep. Josh Dunkley says yes. What happens then? Well, you wouldn't have had Jason Horn Francis. We've got to go to the news, Roach, and I know you're looking forward to talking about AFLW Showdown 1. We're going to do that. I enjoyed the event. It was good. What was the official crowd? 21,000. 
1,252. Where's all the so. walk ins then? They were pre sold, they had 21. Yeah, but and bear a half. in mind, some of those memberships are pre sold, right? So there's 4,000, 5,000 membership tickets already sold. Mm. People don't turn up, Kim. Mariana Ratchich coming up next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.37 on a Monday afternoon. Hope you're having an enjoyable long weekend. Take it easy if you're on the country roads on the way back home. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. John Casey to talk about the FIBA World Cup after five. Uh, we had that text earlier, Roots, that said the boys stopped talking over the top of Matt Rendell. We explained that... You have to because you, <laughs> otherwise you ask one question and 20 minutes is gone. A text has come through saying, clearly that guy hasn't heard Matt talk before. <laughs> Matt, short story long. <laughs> uh, we love him and we love our next guest as well who was up and about on Friday night Ooh, in front of almost 21,000 fans for the inaugural Showdown W. Mariana Ratchich. Adelaide Crows Defender. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> Hello, Mariana. How was it uh, Friday night? How was the atmosphere? Oh, it was unbelievable. It's always it's always nice to play a, um, Adelaide Oval, but in front of you know, like you said, just under twenty one thousand fans. Like it was it was unreal, and it's it's why you play footy. That's kind yeah. of the moments that you want to be playing for. So. Okay, mate. You knew Adelaide Oval because you've had big moments there. But what did you expect from Port Adelaide? Oh look, we knew they were going to they were going to come out for a fight, and um, you know you can see from the first half of their season their contest work has been great, yeah. um, and, and they were the number one I think tackling team um, so far in the comp. So we knew um, obviously that you know from the mids it was really important um, for for them to kind of give us a chance and get the ball forward as quickly as we can and, and get that clearance work. and And our mids went to work and they were exceptional on the week on Friday night. Did you? Did you? How did you feel about facing three of your former teammates? There's Phillips, Mules, Foley. That seeing three of your mates now as foes. How was all that during the week and then during the game? Yeah, I, I know there was obviously a bit of external noise leading into the mm. week, but I kind of, I kind of wasn't part of it, which was quite nice. I don't really have, I didn't have any like, um, you know, media duties or anything during the week. I know probably Chelsea had had a lot, yeah. Um, so she probably felt it a bit more, but. Um, it was weird seeing them um, in, in other colours and, and, and on the same field. It was nice to take the field with them again, but I did. I messaged Juzzy after the game. She goes, oh, it was a little bit confusing at times. <laughs> but it was, uh, nah, it, was, it, was, it was good to be out there and, and seeing them do what they do and, and, and wishing them all the best for the, for the rest of their careers, you know, with Port Adelaide. Now, good luck. Talking yeah. of your partner and the captain of the Adelaide Crows, Chelsea just looks like she's loving being in the midfield. Oh, she's she's having a phenomenal season, which I feel like. I mean, she's all. I mean, that's what you get with her, kind of. But mm. she loves. I mean, she she loves playing on on big stages, and I think the more fans that are there, the better for us crows, because um, she definitely comes out to play and wants to wants to be exciting. So it's 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 awesome to watch her this season, and and it's good because she hasn't had any had any injuries. So in terms of you know her body's really well, and and you can see that it's it's. Whereas last season it was a 
it was a bit of a rough rough time for her. No, you can certainly tell the way she's moving. She's on top of the ground. She is in red-hot form. She'll be the player of the year the way she's going. Now, what about your coach? We often talk about him. He's so calm and sensible. Uh, what was the pre-match address like? Yeah, it was, um, no, it was again, he, like you said, he is calm. He's calm, collected, um, Doc Clark. Um, but it, it was, it was, it was, it was. I guess the two kind of key focus areas for us was to play our role and 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 to bring the tackles because we knew what they were going to bring. So we we wanted to come and match it with them. So um, they were kind of like the two key focus areas for us leading into the game. And and again, it was a it was a great occasion. He you know he told us to enjoy the moment. He told us you know to enjoy um, you know. Port's pre-game song and, and just take that all in and, and <laughs> then get ready, get ready for the fight. <laughs> uh, interesting, Rooch. Got a quick text coming through saying if the Crows had kicked straight, they would have broken the record from the previous week. Uh, that is a bit of a theme with Adelaide's yeah. kicking, Rooch. Yes, but you were able to penetrate inside 53 <laughs> times as often as Port Adelaide were doing because of the domination of contested ball. Now, game plan couldn't have been better, surely. No, it was, uh, you know, and, and I guess I think if you go to the previous week, that was one of those days where the footy gods looked down and, you know, yeah. you know every every kick goes in for a goal sort of thing. So, again, it, you know, we, we obviously wanted to give our, our, our team the best possible chance and, you know, there was pressure at goals and, yeah, we had a little bit of wayward kicking at, at times, which I think, um, you know, it happens in the men's game just as much as in the women's game too. So, um, hopefully we can uh, keep kicking goals and, and, and get back to... Some record-breaking numbers. Well, Rich, you might have to check the stats on that, all right? Just a little, a little drive-by there for the men's game, uh, Mariana. <laughs> we'll check the stats on that. Hey, here's an Sorry. interesting stat, though. Mark from uh, Perth, mm. who's a North Adelaide and a mm. Crow supporter, says, uh, Kimba and Rooch, I thought the AFLW showdown crowd was pretty good and the result even better, yeah. exclamation mark. The waffle grand final attendance for West Perth v Claremont, what do you think it was? 16,000, Leaderville Oval. 16,971, so the girls smashed that. Yeah. Well done. It's come a long way. Hey, this week, uh, talking of Perth, you take on Fremantle. Now, that's at Unley Oval. Uh, they've gone backwards, down in 17th place at the moment. Yeah, I know they've had a had a bit of an injury-rated um, season with some of their kind of key performers, but um, they're, they're on their way back. They're, they're a team that, um, you know, once they're playing good footy, you know, they can play. So... Um, we definitely know that. I know last weekend, I think on the was it yesterday, the day before when they played, they they kind of got in there. Their contest was good, so um, we're, you know we're ready for the fight. So we're just going to get ready for Saturday, and hopefully um, we can get a lot of fans out at Unley and put in another show. So beyond the goal kicking that we've noted, what else needs a bit of work at Adelaide? Oh, look, I think we can. Like Doc says, even today, we can we can always get better. We can always. Um, um, keep improving. So you know, today, today we'll we'll work on we're working on our execution and and spreading the ground and 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 just executing our skills. So um, yes, goal kicking. But I think in in every avenue, if, if you're not if you're not trying to get better each day, yeah. um, teams will catch us. So that that's you know we want to get better in in every every facet of the game. We spoke to an old teammate of yours last week, uh, Ange Foley, who's now vice-captain of Port Adelaide. She was pretty fired up, and she looked fired up on Friday night. Was there much verbal going on out there? <laughs> um, I actually, I, I think I, I was always too far away from her to hear anything. So 
look, it, it, it falls. I, I wouldn't. I'm not surprised <laughs> at all if um, words were said, but I, it was. I wasn't on the back end of it, so I can't. I can't say for, from me personally. So yeah. And any Hatchard, I love this tactic of turning into a brunette, so no one would notice when she was popping up left, right, and centre. It seemed to work. <laughs> It did, didn't it? I did say that to her. I go, they won't know. Like, we got to get another no, 33 running out there. Get someone else blonde and, and, and change it up. But, no, she she did awesome. Now, what's the update on Mackenzie Dowrick with that knee? Do you know? Yeah, so, unfortunately, um, she has she's done her ACL, so she will be out for the rest of the season. So, it's, um, yeah, heartbreaking for her. Such an innocuous way to do it. Now, that happens in the men as well, but we know statistically there's so many knee operations uh, in the women's game. Is that a concern yep. or the medical staff? Is there's nothing you can really do about it? It's, it's hard. Like, I mean, I've had three of them and oh. I mean, that was all in my soccer career, but again, yep. they are innocuous and it's just a slight change of direction. Um, statistically, as females, you know, we are at a greater risk automatically mm. just because our hips are more wide-bearing. Um, so obviously in terms of that, and I know in the men's game, I guess a lot of times it's because of contact rather than innocuous just turning. Um, I mean, it's a focus on if you're looking at the whole AFLW because there is, you, you're looking at the news and ACLs, you know, it, it does happen. Mm. Um, is it a, is it girls are still developing? They haven't been um, strengthening in the gym because you're looking at how many girls are playing in AFLW now. Um, there's a lot of girls that are drafted that are coming out of high school that probably haven't had that um, time to build and, and get to know their bodies. So, like, I know I did my first one when I was 19 years old. So mm. it's, it's it's something, it could be genetics as, as part of that as well. Um, and I know in terms of the AFLW, there is a, we, we have a high, I guess, um, in terms of our injury prevention and our and our prep to train, there is a lot of jumping, landing, getting our muscles kind of warmed up, getting ready for football. So I know our club takes it very seriously, and I'm sure every other club does too. Hey, so, last one. Marano, how did yours happen when you were playing soccer? What actions? Uh, so, well, the la- my third one with United, which was at Hindmarsh Stadium, I was making a run down the wing, yeah. and I thought the ball was kind of going to skid um, a bit quicker because they obviously watered the deck before the game and it kind of held up. So I kind of slightly put my right leg down to like, it was probably a turn on the 45, not even like a 90 sharp turn. And it just, I just like I collapsed and like, I just, I was just rolling on the ground and, and, and I kind of knew cause obviously it was my third one. Mm. Um, but same thing, the first and second one, I was kind of went to defend and I was jockeying and the player went to turn me one way and it was kind of like my left leg got stuck in the ground and as I kind of went to turn I just collapsed and and kind of yeah crumbled to the floor and then wow. you know it, you get this pain for like 60 seconds and I was up on my feet and I tried to keep playing I tried to run and my coach was like you're done <laughs> but again everyone everyone's different and everyone's body kind of like reacts differently I, I know some people that have done it and then didn't know they've done it and kept playing and then got a scan and then found out you know it was gone so yeah I don't actually have one in my left knee anymore so I'm, I don't know what's, what's wrong with me, but it, I've got enough junk around my knee that it's obviously keeping it stable and I don't need one anymore. Well, you're going beautifully <laughs> at the moment. We wish you all the very best against the Dockers. Just quickly, you've played at the elite level in soccer and Australian rules. Which is the best game? Oh, look, I, I, do, I love footy. Aussie rules, it's, it's, a different, yeah. it's a different type of game, but the round ball game is the world game and it is a very, very skillful game. So I love them both. I can't, I can't pick.
If you had to, though? Right now, in terms of my life, uh, Aussie rules. Yeah. I love it. Hey, we love chatting to you, Mariana. Wish you all the very best. Hey, well against the Dockers. Thank you very much. Mariana Ratchich. Got that you, down what pat. What have you got now. against the world game? Nothing. I just know I asked her that once before, and I oh. thought she gave me the answer that it, Aussie rules. Mm, okay. But it's just interesting when two people, when a person's played two sports at the top level. Yep. I appreciate she loves them both. Yep. So got the answer. Sport. Got the answer I wanted, Rich. Yep. Uh, all right, we need to go to a break. Stack of texts coming through. We'll get to those shortly. John Casey coming up after five. We're here thanks to Balfour's. And who else, Rich? Our good friends at Lumo. Oh, Hyundai. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rich. 4.54, we're live from Studio Lumo SA. Nice chat with Mariana Ratchich there. Matt Rendell joined us a little earlier. Throw up a name. Throw up a name. Todd Marshall. Uh, good call on his part. So North Melbourne need. One they could look at. Get the deal done. Here's a bit of, get the deal done. Here's a bit of sense of humour, Roach. Coming through from Alan. Uh, afternoon, guys. Perhaps Port could put up Trent Germont on oh. the table as a sweetener for North. North. No, I don't think that would be the case. Yeah, Costa says, Jungle Drums are beating lads. Todd Marshall <laughs> is the name being questioned mm. as part of the JHF trade. Well, it might be a name North Melbourne want to put there after hearing Matt Rendell say it, but I don't think it will get past first base. I wouldn't have thought so, no. uh, especially when you look at your list now. Like, who's your key forwards? Well, it's Todd Marshall and George Ardis, hopefully, and Finlayson's there is the other option, isn't he? You don't even mention Charlie. Because we know that's not long term for much longer, is it? Mm. We're talking about forward vision. What forward vision? What your list management is. Yep. You've very put your points there. Who is going to replace Charlie Dixon? Yep. And you'd want to uh, you'd want to get a little bit of payback for all the time that's been put into Toddy. He had a wonderful season. Yeah. Uh, memories of the Polak trade may have clouded their thinking. Luciano. Memories of the Polak trade may have clouded their thinking. Is that uh, North Melbourne? Well, poor. Well, don't know. Don't know which points being made there. Oh, Damo. Oh, sorry. Uh, Luch, uh, Luciano sent one to Damo, so that's come through to us. What was he saying to Damo? This is like reading someone's mail. Not sure. Hi, Damo. Suspect North Melbourne won't trade with Port Adelaide as it is the mentality of their recruiters at the Kangaroos, hence why they sit at the bottom of the ladder. Well, they've got well, no choice here. Yeah, of course they'll trade. Yep, they have got no to. choice. Um, here we go. Talking of talking, Stephen Trigg would give Matt Rendell a run for his money. Laugh out loud. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, Triggy could bump the gums. Yeah. He was a beauty. Just trying to attend to these as we can, Rooch. Uh, not as bad as what happened to Port in 2011-12 when the AFL wanted to revoke our licence. That's from Nick. What was that in reference to? I'm North, not sure. North Melbourne going poorly? Uh, George says this one. Hi, guys. Uh, typical Crows recruiting. Out Trump by Port again. Recruiting personnel needs to change if we are to move up the ladder. Well, Should hang on. Hang on. If you're going for Isaac Rankin. You've got your And man. they've been there for months. Mm. Months and months. That's a huge tick, isn't it? Yep. So, Jason Horn Francis, when, when does the world begin to twig that something's not right there? That's well after Adelaide's put its... Mark on it, Isaac Rankin. Yeah, and they've got their ducks in a row. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they port, haven't made even uh, port they, aren't there until last week. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's from George. But no, it's it's not right, George. Their their priority was elsewhere, and they Look, were. The way you our understanding, it, they were planning to get him. The, year the way up. you explained it last week, Rankin this year, Jason Will Francis next year. Yep, made a lot of sense. And uh, we respect the fact that he's got that heritage at your club, Roach. Yes, and it does count for a yep. fair bit, it does. and it should. Yep. Uh, should the Crows go now all out for Bose? Granted, he would be. Gee, 850 a year. It's a lot for Bose, isn't it? Uh, for two years, the Crows could use pick seven to pick up uh, Filippo, who would be on a base contract. Yeah, okay. Whoever sent that text message in, this the next George. bit of the equation is, George, how does Adelaide cop the salary cap? Because mm. they haven't got it. That's the problem. Two top ten picks uh, could play in the midfield or even trade pick seven for two first-round picks, if possible, next year where they say the draft is likely to be stronger. They are saying that. Uh, can you ask Matt his view on this? Uh, set, I'll try and I'll screenshot that one for you, Georgie, and I'll throw it to Matt. Uh, here's another one. Happy the Crows didn't end up doing a deal for pick one last year or we would have given up Rochelle, Rankin and Dawson. See, there's the other what side. those picks would have yep. now become. That's from Lockie. That's a really good text, yep. Lockie. That's the other bit of it. Little bit of logic. Mm. I think the Crows have been active. I love the way Port go about it. I love the thinking on Asava Radagalia. I thought that was a yeah, touch of genius. Geelong's made it very clear, but he's contracted, isn't he, as well? So they have full hand on that one, Geelong. They're saying not going to happen. All righty. Hey, let's hear from Brady Rawlings again, the GM of football, on uh, if he expects the Horn Francis deal to get done. Yeah, we are. We, um, you know, when a trade request comes through and the, the pull home is, is so great as it is with Jason, um, we will entertain it. Um, but as I've said a number of times already, the deal is going to have to be one that's significant. Um, I think everyone knows what we've knocked back only 12 months ago. Uh, he's now 12 months into his career, uh, still in contract, and he's 19 years of age. So. Uh, the deal will need to be significant for us to consider. They would be kicking themselves, Roach. Three yes. first-round picks Adelaide threw up. Yeah, you'd love to. Yeah, you'd love to know how they debated that themselves in their mm. their room when they went to their war cabinet, so to speak. That is an enormous deal on the table from Adelaide. This is an enormous talent. David Noble would have been stressing about how well he had played for South Adelaide in those finals. We have a ready-made yep. player here. Let's back ourselves in. One of, those goals, one of those goals he kicked at the River Torrens end in that final reach exactly. was an absolute cracker. Hey, before we go to the five o'clock news, just hear from Chrissy Davies again, the GM of footy for Port Adelaide. He was asked if there's any players at the club that are untouchable. There's a range of different players here from, you know, Zach Butters at one end to, to Josh Sin, who's just got there, to Miles Bergman, who's perhaps interested in a move back to, to Melbourne. Xavier Dersma's another one who's had a difficult season. Is there a, a group that's untouchable there? Or can you rule any of them out for us? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the easiest way for me to, to answer that question is not one of those players have suggested that they want to leave Port Adelaide and, and nor have we contemplated um, any of those guys leaving Port Adelaide. But it might require a player to say, oh, yep, I'll make the move. To you, you're the thinking deal. it's Bergman, isn't you? Matt Randall said they've got eight million. Eight hey, million was, was, I quote, eight million like that. All right, we've got the five o'clock news coming up. Then we're going to speak to John Casey, obviously about the FIBA World Cup where Australia managed to win a bronze medal. And the Adelaide 36ers get on them to win the title. They just knocked off <laughs> they just knocked off an NBA side. <laughs> 
just after five o'clock, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. They are magnificent vehicles. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. John Casey's about five minutes away, I think. Five to ten, yeah, maybe. Uh, he's just down in Tassie to call the big game, the first one of the year for the Jack Jumpers, taking on the Cairns Taipans. Moving about a bit, John, isn't he? Yeah, he, he lives a rock star life. He's an absolute yeah, ripper. Gives us a chance, though, Roach, to hear yes. from David Noble, who's part of the trade radio team on yes. SEN. Uh, this is what he had to say about Jason Horn Francis. So, yeah, we, we felt there was probably some genuine interest mid-season. From mm. Port? Yeah, well... Bit of both, I think, Sauce. Like, I think it just, they tracked them a little bit. They would have spoken to Benny Williams, his manager, about where he's at, how he's feeling, is he homesick? Um, but, yeah, nothing nothing substantial that we were, we were ever concerned about. Right. If I recall correctly, was it Adelaide that put a package to North to yes. get that first pick? It was significant. Yep. That was before last year's draft. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. There, there was no serious consideration given to that, though, was there? Despite it no. being quite appealing, Um in a general sense, that it, it might have stacked up to, to be at least talked about? No, we actually spoke to the family about moving here um, and whether or not that was an option to sort of continue to support. It's something that, you know, I've discussed at other clubs with other other families that might have some portability to come and support their player in that first year or two going forward. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're at that point. So there was, yeah, but there was no alarm bells at all in regards to him mm. um, departing or asking for a trade. Now there's a big alarm bell that said he's a flight risk and flown. Been a fairly chaotic 12 months for him, hasn't no, it? No, has it ever. Yeah. Here's a text that's come through, Roach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crows keep going on about respecting Port's heritage when it comes to Jason Horn Francis. In brackets, you included Kimbo. Anyone heard of James Borlace? That's from Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think when I, when I just said it then, it's acknowledging that there is a connection. Yeah. Yeah, and we know that Flash played. How many games did he play? In the number, have number eight. Up. I'd have to look it up. Off the top of your head. I reckon around 130. Yeah. I'll have a look now. Yeah. Now I am curious. Now I am curious. I was, I was going to say he got the 100. Um, yeah, he would have. And then he went to Frio. Yes. So did he get 100? with? I'm going to say 80 with Port. What's that? Four seasons? It's a while ago, isn't Just it? Just waxing lyrical roots while you try and yeah, find it. I'll, I'll find it. another text while you do it. Gentlemen, Stadium if the Francis. Jason Horn Francis story confirmation of what everyone was thinking when he didn't play against Port or Crows this season, even when he was fit. Also, where is Steve the Crow? What's that one mean? What did MD play? Gee, how we forget? You ready for all this? 160. He had a total of 109 games. Right. 22 were at Brisbane. Oh, forgot that. One was at Melbourne. Forgot that. <laughs> really? <laughs> 86 were at Port Adelaide. Oh, and the Fremantle right. deal fell apart, remember? Oh, so he didn't get there? Well, Freya had salary cap issues. They should never have ever put an offer in front of him, remember? It fell down at the last hurdle because they had no salary cap. So where did he go? Or did he stay that here? It, that was the end. 2001, he played his last game. That's another Port coffee, Roach. I said 80. You said 130. Eh? I'm closer than you. I, I said 80 with Port. Oh, okay. Yes, come on. You said 130. Um, I'm not sure what that last text meant. Didn't know uh, there was a coffee on it, actually. John Casey, yeah, yeah, up to seven now. Good Lord. And, and I thought it was very polite of Ange not to bring up the owe him a coffee still. <laughs> We've got to go down there. Good afternoon, him. gents. Here's a text coming through. Um, I'm loving the sound of butters 
Rosie Wines <laughs> and Horn Francis in the middle. <laughs> uh, I'm hearing Riley Bonner could be used as the sweetener. I'd be pro that. Benny from Marden. Well, you brought that one up. Well, who brought up Riley Bonner early in the uh, show? Pete Ryan did from the age. Uh, have we got him? We've got the Johnny Casey oh, down good. in Tasmania. Good. Have basketball knowledge will travel. Hello, Case, the voice <laughs> of basketball. <laughs> G'day boys, how are you? Hey, we've just told everyone uh, that's interested in the basking world and likes to have a dabble, put your house on the 36ers to win the title this year after knocking over an NBA team. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. No? No, no, don't do that. Look, um, that is one of the most remarkable performances ever by an Australian basketball team. Yes. But the bad news is... It may have very well derailed the 36ers' championship hopes in the process. Why? Oh, come on. Well, unfortunately, our star-studded lineup, I would presume, and I don't know this for a fact, but most of these players, I'm talking about Craig Randall, who had 35 points today and hit nine threes, and Robert Franks, who had 32 and hit six threes, that they have NBA out clauses in their contracts. Mm. So while Craig Randall was very upbeat post-game talking about he is focused on the 36ers season, yeah. uh, he's going to find it very hard to knock back uh, a multi-million dollar deal to go and play in the NBA after what they've seen today. I mean, Kevin Durant, one of the biggest stars in NBA, is tweeting about Craig Randall. And mm. it, didn't, it won't go unnoticed. And we almost lost Robert Franks a few weeks ago to Russia. He had an out clause. He does have, a, I know, a European out clause in his contract. And a Russian team was keen, and he failed a medical test. He had an ankle problem uh, that they were a little unsure about, so they decided not to pick him up. But after today, I think that Russian team will be straight back on the phone to his manager, and I would not be surprised if there is a multi-million dollar deal in front of Craig Randall by now. So if that is the case... They may not be coming back to Adelaide. Well, what was CJ? Th- yeah, what was CJ thinking? That's a rookie mistake. When people are going that well, you take them <laughs> off before half time. <laughs> well, to me. be honest with you, Kimbo, uh, I was of the opinion that when they signed these type of players, and Antonius Cleveland is another one that came to Adelaide, that part of the attraction was the fact that they had been they were going to play NBA games. And the 36ers knew well beforehand that they were going to play NBA games. They just weren't allowed to announce it until it was done officially by the NBA teams. And they would have used that as a bargaining chip, I am sure, to say, we will pay you what your old team is prepared to pay you, but we also have this bargaining chip that we're going to play the Phoenix Suns and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And there's an opportunity for you on the world stage with that that may parlay into something like what just happened. And as I say, I mean, Franks and Randall, I would assume, are on the, somewhere in the vicinity of three, if they're lucky, four, maybe a little bit more, $400,000 would be an estimate. Uh, someone's waving a contract in front of them that's worth 10 times that amount now. Yep, they're gone. Uh, for those that are wondering what we're talking about, the Adelaide 36ers <laughs> created history only a few hours ago, becoming the first NBL team to defeat an NBA team. That's the Phoenix Suns, 134 to 124. Hey, let's talk about the FIBA World Cup. Uh, the Aussie girls, they were, they were brave, a tad unlucky to go down to China. Take us through how it unfolded. Yeah, it was an absolutely fantastic performance by the Opals. So I think I spoke to you 
leading into the tournament and said that uh, playing off for a medal would be a win for the Opals because they went in, while they were ranked number three in the world, they weren't at their strongest um, and there was some doubt about them being able to compete with the USA certainly and some of the European teams and Canada and the like. So um, to actually, but when they made the semi-final and they were playing China, it was straight away you think, well, we can win this and we might win gold or silver. We can certainly get to the gold medal game and you get a little bit greedy like that. But they, they had to bounce back because the loss to China was uh, dramatic just by two points. They led inside the last two minutes and just couldn't get across the line. But to back up less than 16 hours later and come up with that phenomenal performance that Lauren Jackson... Uh, well, they should call her Fred Fanning. I know Fred Fanning kicked 18 goals, one in his last BFL game, which still remains a record. And Lauren Jackson's done something similar and gone out with a 30-point game that uh, you know has grabbed, again, worldwide attention. Last time I spoke to her, she hates being called Fred. <laughs> <laughs> now, John, if, yeah. you, if you had had the dream script, Australia-USA in the final, what would have happened? I know it's a hypothetical uh, and all that, but what would have happened? Look, the USA would have won. It's hard yeah. to see that anyone can beat them at the moment. I mean, they're, take your hat off to the United States. Their dynasty of the women's basketball team. And I went and checked on your Indian hockey team. Yeah. And oh. the, uh, the, women's, the USA women's basketball team has got them covered. No, uh, they haven't got them covered for gold medals. Well, no, they won eight, uh, yeah. your Indian hockey team. Yeah. The USA women have won seven, but yeah. they've won the last seven and they have won them in a more modern era than some oh. of those gold medals when hockey, of course, is a Commonwealth sport. It's not a world sport. Basketball is second only to world football. So I'm going to say that... It's so not they a world sport. What do you mean it's not a world sport? <laughs> Well, not the whole 200-plus countries play basketball. How many play hockey? Yeah. I'll get you the whole list, and I can assure you it's 200-plus. No, I'm with Case. Argentina's not a Commonwealth nation. <laughs> They're an Olympic case. medalist. I'm back in Case. Germany's yeah, an Olympic medalist. They're not a Commonwealth a nation. Much bigger, much bigger sport, and yes, while it is a, bigger than a Commonwealth sport, uh, it's certainly not the size of basketball in terms of its reach and global power. So, uh, oh, and you know what? I, I can't see anyone beating the Americans next uh, in two years in France. So that'll be eight in a row. And then they'll probably win the next one. Eventually, someone is going to beat them. But you have to take your hat <laughs> off to them because those players that they had, they played the first two games of the tournament, the Americans, without the three players who had just won the WNBA title with the Las Vegas Aces. And Asia Wilson was one of those. And she went on to become the MVP of the tournament. Kelsey Plum was another. And she went on to be one of the leading scorers at the tournament. So they did it shorthanded. They lost two quarters to Belgium in the opening game when they didn't have those three players. And for the remaining seven games out of the 28 quarters they played, they won 27. So they... Phenomenal for them because what they do is they get in front and you might take your foot off the accelerator. Well, they don't. They power away, and they are a phenomenon. Uh, unbeaten at the Olympics for 30 years, and they've lost one World Cup game since 1994. Okay, oh, so I, I so, love it. I jokingly said then, last week, I can't believe you didn't know about the <laughs> hockey record. And have a look at the homework you've done. Now Roach is in a kerfuffle. Bumfluff Benny's just put up on our screens. Uh, for John, 95 countries play hockey according to the world rankings. So <laughs> well, Case ben, is right. Ben needs to do the homework a bit accurate there. 137 members of the International Hockey Federation. Yeah, 137. Well, that's well short of basketball. Yeah. And as I say, Rich, but it's more than the common. Some of those John. eight. Well, but some of those eight medals that they won were back in the 1930s and 40s. I think we're talking. Oh, sorry, sorry for them being era. an old sport. I'm sorry that they played when the world was still in. 
radio rather than television. It's not their fault, <laughs> well, John. Some of those, no, I'm not, and I'm not criticising them. I'm saying, in my book, in my opinion, that the <laughs> USA women's basketball team is the greatest sporting dynasty of all time. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Ooh. I'm with you. Do we get into uh, yachting in the America's Cup before? Yes, it became that's classical? another good one. That's another good one. The US <laughs> has got a good record there. Rich man sport. Oh. Rich man sport that only a few countries play, and now they're uh, they're using boats that don't even go in the water. They're up above the water, like flying saucers. So uh, they've killed that. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let uh, Mario have the final say on, on this little discussion. He says, "Rucci, you big hockey stickhead." that's a bit rough well yeah I thought it was witty it was witty Uh, what about the jack jumpers v the Cairns Taipans what's going to unfold this this year in the NBL well really looking forward to this tonight because I was lucky enough to be here in Tassie for their last game last season which was a grand final game Mm. too which they lost in disappointing circumstances obviously to the Sydney Kings Uh, but the raucous nature of this venue is just a joy to be involved with. In Sydney last weekend, when we had a record crowd for the Opals and the USA game against China, the gold medal game was something, but they make just as much noise here with fewer people. And Tasmania, well, they've got to back up from making the, the uh, championship decider in their debut season. And the Cairns Taipans have retooled. We are on record watch tonight for the Cairns Taipans as well, because at some stage this season, the Cairns Taipans are going to break the record for the most threes taken in a game. And uh, it just might be tonight. And actually, can I just say, while I'm talking about breaking the record, the Phoenix Suns were the top team in the NBA last year. They went like 68 and 14. And only a handful of teams, I think there's about seven or eight games where a team in the NBA hit more threes than the 36ers hit today, 25 or so. And they did it taking more attempts. The shooting performance by Adelaide, and their three-point line in the NBA is longer than ours in the NBL, but that shooting performance today by the 36ers, as I say, it's grabbed worldwide attention. It's not, a, it's not the first time that an overseas team has beaten an NBA team in a preseason competition. I think back 2015 was the last time when Fenerbahce from Turkey defeated New York. Uh, and they won then, but seven years has elapsed before a team's been able to do what the 36ers did today. And as I say, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I just wonder if Craig mm-hmm. Randall and Robert Franks are actually getting on a plane to come back for us because uh, there's going to be super amounts of money being waved in front of them to stick around and play NBA instead of NBL. Okay, take note of Uncle John. Don't back the 36ers to win the title. Hey, <laughs> Case, we absolutely love you jumping on the program. Thank you for everything that you've done uh, through the FIBA World Cup. Just quickly, give your show a plug for Sunday. Yes, if you can, join us 9.30 on Sunday morning with Bungie and Brettster, Andrew McLeod and Brett Maher. We'll be certainly be talking about the basketball. There'll be no doubt about that. And we'll be talking a whole lot of other things as well. Maybe even hockey will get a mention, which it did last so. weekend. I hope so. It got a mention last weekend, Rooch, so we'll try and keep you happy. So right, tune in good. and check it out. We're listening. Uh, that was a beautiful debate you had with the Rooch case. You won by knockout. We'll chat to you again <laughs> soon. Have a great call tonight. All right. Thanks, boys. Chat. <laughs> Johnny Casey there. That would not be a good thing to leave with a certain number of players in return with less, would it, from oh, the not, US? Not, not good oh. at all. He was all over that, wow. wasn't he? Take him yeah. off before half-time, Roach. Throw the game. Exactly. It's only a practice game. Deary me. We'll stand by for that <laughs> Play one. Play the kids. 5.18. <laughs> uh, we'll go to a break. We're nearly done, Roach. 
A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 23, almost done for another day. Hope you've had a wonderful long weekend. We're live from Studio Lumo, thanks to our good friends at Hyundai and Balfour's. Hey, Steve has sent through a text. Steve, we feel for you. Me me more than Roach. I wore the black armband for you. Steve says, good afternoon, men. So, yes, disappointing to lose the petulant kid. However, the way things were looking, it was only a matter of time before he wanted to go home. Port, I feel, will need to either give us a decent player, Bergman, Butters, uh, and their first-round pick this year, <laughs> and next, or first-round pick mm-hmm. this year and next, and also a second-round next year. Anyhow, life goes on without a kid with obvious talent. I'm sure the fan base will be waiting for me. Hey, good on you, Steve. We love your passion. passion. Roots, just quickly, what's happening at Frio? Frio said no way will they trade Rory Lobb, but we know the Western Bulldogs will get him in the end somehow. So they're still doing that. What about yeah. the West Coast Eagles? They still think they're a chance. For... Well, they have the number two draft pick, but they don't want to get rid of it for Luke Jackson, but they still say they want to trade in Luke Jackson. I don't think that's going to happen either. It's going to be fun over the next week. Mm. We've got 15 seconds. Uh, Essendon, new CEO. Yes, Andrew Thorburn, who is a former banker who wears part of their external review, now takes charge as chief executive. Gave himself a job. That's Good it for the day. Bye-bye, everyone. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.